This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 118. veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast, where we learn to clean up your thinking in order to change your life. I'm so excited to be here today. I am visiting Florida this week, so my sound might be a little bit different. I'm in a different location and a little different environment, and I'm not in my normal office. I took this week off from work in order to get a little time away and recharge my batteries and spend some time with my family. So I hope that is something that you can do as well in the next few weeks is get a little time away to take care of yourself. I love the weather here in Florida. It's amazing. I'm happy to be here. It's pretty warm, which is great. And uh, everything's blooming. Everything's getting better even where I live in Michigan. So Spring is a really fun time of year for me, and hopefully it's the same for you. The veterinary practice does not seem to be slowing down for any of us. So today I thought that we could talk a little bit about doing the work. And I don't necessarily mean the work of being a veterinarian. I mean the work of working on yourself and working on your life. But before we get to that, I just wanted to tell you a little exciting thing. As you may know, if you've listened to the podcast before, my son Tristan is a musician and a composer. The music that you hear on the podcast was written and created by him along with one of his business partners, Nathan, and they are releasing a new album of music, original mixed music, under the name of DRBB. So if you like the music that you hear on the podcast and you want to hear more of that, you can look them up on Spotify and other places, I'm sure, as well. And look up DRBB Music and find their album and buy their songs, buy their album, listen to it. I think you'll love it. It's really interesting. It's original. And um, it's the music that you hear on the podcast every week. So I'm excited for Tristan and Nathan, and I think it's going to be a great thing to listen to. So go to Spotify and do that for me, if you will. I would also like to encourage you to go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com, and sign up for my Wednesday weekly words. It will come to your inbox every Wednesday morning, and it will encourage you and help you to have a better week. So sign up there, and also on my website, you can sign up for some free coaching. If life coaching is something that appeals to you and you want to try it out, just go there and it will notify me that you want to arrange something and we'll email back and forth and set something up. So if you have been hesitating to try life coaching and you're not really sure that it's for you, you can try it for free. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. So I would encourage you to go do that. And if you have ever thought that it would be fun to be on the podcast with me and talk about veterinary medicine and practice and all the things that we do each day to try to cope with this profession, I would love to have you on the podcast. I would like to get another series of veterinary interviews together. So if you're out there and being on the podcast sounds fun, send me an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com and I will be putting that together. 
So don't be shy, veterinary friends. Sign up and email me and get on the podcast. It's really fun. I won't uh, embarrass you and it'll be a good time. And it might be good for your other veterinary friends to hear your point of view. Okay, so let's talk about our willingness to do work. What I mean by that is it takes work to accomplish goals, right? We can all agree on that. It also takes work to create the mindset that you need to feel better and put yourself in the position to do better. And that's what I want to talk about today. How do we do better? How do we do that work? What's the difference between very successful, fulfilled people and the rest of us? It's their mindset and their willingness to put themselves out there to do hard things. As people that work in the veterinary profession, I would say that we already are very hard workers. I know how tired I am at the end of the week. Even at the end of some days, I'm exhausted, right? So we do know how to work hard. But what I'm talking about is not the physical work. I'm talking about the mental work. It takes grit and determination to work in this profession every day and stay in this profession. And that physical work is one thing. But the real hard work, the work that we all need to do to change this profession from being one of stress and burnout and compassion fatigue is to work on ourselves, coach ourselves, learn how to manage the thing that's on the top of your neck called your brain, learn how to manage that to become better and do better. Now, life coaching is all about that. It's all about having someone show you your mind. The thoughts and beliefs that you have about yourself, your family, your work, all lead to the results that you're getting. It sounds like a really difficult concept, and it is. Working on yourself, your mental strength, is a lifelong process. But the sooner you commit to doing that work on yourself, the stronger you get and the better you are dealing with everything that this life brings and and that this work brings. Life presents us with both beautiful things and really, really terrible things. And learning how you deal with that balance of good and bad in your life and working on yourself to develop that skill to handle and feel all of your emotions is a key part of emotional intelligence and self-development. And much of this work revolves around your willingness to feel negative emotion. We're taught somewhere along the line when we're kids is that we should never have to feel a negative emotion. And so we spend much of our life avoiding those negative emotions and fighting with them and trying to avoid them and get away from them is not useful. It creates more negative emotion. And as we've talked about before, we know that our emotions always come from our thoughts. Having a willingness to really feel all of the feelings both positive and negative, creates more inner strength. Mentally strong people decide each day that they will not allow the circumstances of their life to define or destroy them. It's not something that some people have and some people don't have. I know a lot of times we look around and we see people that seem to have it all together and they're super tough and anything that happens in their life, they just rebound and they do better. That's because they've developed themselves. That's because they've learned 
through negative experiences and through working on themselves to not fear the things that come in life and not fear those negative emotions. They've worked on it. They've worked on feeling sad, feeling grief. And when they learn to feel those things, they become stronger. It's kind of that secret sauce. We can all have it. We just have to seek it and develop it. Develop that skill to deal with negative emotion. So every time you're afraid of something, it's because you're trying to avoid a negative emotion. And you don't want to look at the thoughts that are causing it. We all have that little negative part of our brain, that inner critic, that chihuahua brain that I call it, that tells us that we cannot handle one more thing. But your mind is powerful. You have control over it. Just take a moment to think back to a challenge that you had to overcome somewhere along the line. What traits did you have to pull out in order to get through that difficult time? What did you do? Those train wreck moments in your life when you felt as if your whole life was falling apart? Those train wreck moments help you develop into a stronger person. What you've basically done is coached yourself through a negative time to become more positive. When things happen that you don't think that you handle well, you'll go into that inner voice beating you up, telling you that you're not worthy, all those things, right? And you don't want to silence that voice. You want to learn where it comes from, what it's telling you, what it causes in your body, what emotions does it cause, and then learn that that's all okay. There's nothing wrong with you if you have an inner critic. There's nothing wrong with you if you don't want to feel negative emotions. None of us do. But that's why this work is important. That's why it's good to look at your thoughts, look at your feelings, Really feel them, learn where they come from, and process them. And only when you do that do you become stronger. So if we could take that chihuahua brain that we have, that negative brain that criticizes us all the time and causes negative thoughts and negative things to come to mind, if we could use that chihuahua brain and our higher brain that controls the chihuahua to coach us to being better, to coach us to feeling negative emotions and using them to fuel our success, we could change the chihuahua into a coach. And as the chihuahua breaks you down, the coach challenges you to find the solutions that you need and gives you more confidence to face the things that you need to face. So let's talk a little bit about this emotion piece and how you can learn to actually feel your emotions and not fear them. Let's take the example of fear of failure. Let's say that there's something that someone has asked you to do, like speak in front of a crowd, and you have a fear of public speaking. So when someone comes to you and says, can you give this speech or talk to this group of people, you feel very overwhelmed, you start to procrastinate getting ready for that speech, you have all these emotions that are wrapped up around this fear that you have of public speaking. And it may feel in your body like really intense anxiety. Maybe your heart's racing. Maybe your palms are sweating. Maybe all those very 
heavy duty physiological things arise for you when you think about giving a speech to a group. And so instead of you taking action towards practicing for the speech or writing the speech or doing any work whatsoever to get ready, you avoid it. You will procrastinate. You will tell yourself you can't do it. There's all these things that your brain will do to try to avoid feeling that fearful emotion that will come up when you are asked to give a speech. And that fear of feeling that emotion of fear, which is kind of odd, right? The fear of feeling the fear causes you to avoid the actual thing that may make you successful in giving the talk or the speech. And so you'll procrastinate. You won't do the work. You won't write the speech. There's all these things that you'll do to avoid feeling that heart racing, palm sweating feeling that your body gives you because of the fear that it has about public speaking. And so when that happens, you might not realize why. You might just say, oh, every time I think about giving a speech, I get all sweaty and my heart races and that's why I can't do public speaking because I, I just can't. I have this phobia or whatever. And so in order to overcome that fear and do a good job towards the speech or practice writing and getting ready for the speech, you have to learn to feel that emotion because you telling yourself that it's not normal, that I shouldn't feel this way, that I have a phobia, that I can't help it, all these things that your brain will tell you will not allow you to process it and then move beyond it. So the first thing you need to do when you have that feeling is really sit with it and describe it. Think about what does it feel like in your body? It feels like my heart's racing. It feels like I'm my palms are sweaty. It feels like my chest is tight and I can't breathe properly. And therefore I can't speak public, publicly, right? So getting used to that feeling and just describing it in your body takes away some of the power of that feeling. Because as you describe it, you start to say, oh, yeah, my palms are sweaty. That's interesting. My heart is racing. That's interesting. Why might this be? And then when you start to name that fear of public speaking, then you can start to examine the thoughts that are causing that. Because the only thing that's causing all of those things, your sweaty palms, your racing heart, all that's causing that is the thoughts that you have about public speaking and your phobia. That's coming from your chihuahua brain. And so you can control it, but you can't control it until you acknowledge it and feel it and realize that it cannot hurt you. Because when your heart's racing, it feels like you're going to have a heart attack, right? And so then you get more afraid. Oh, what's going on? My heart's racing. I'm going to have a heart attack. Something's wrong with me. Oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. And the more you think something's wrong with me, the worse it gets. But if you just look at the symptoms and then name them, what, what are these symptoms? These symptoms are fear. These symptoms are anxiety. And then when I feel anxiety, this is how my body reacts. And once you learn that, then you, as you name the feeling of fear, you will feel it dissipating 
then you can start to examine the thoughts that are causing it and realizing that they're just thoughts that you have control over. So just the realization that these emotions do not arise without your permission. This is your brain giving your body permission to overreact to whatever emotion it is. So rather than the emotions just being involuntary, they are now becoming voluntary and you're realizing that they're voluntary and then you get to choose to let them pass and just feel them and then they will start to dissipate and then you can work on the thoughts that are causing them. And so each time this new feeling or this emotion arises in your body and you understand it, it will be very much easier for your body to just feel it. And this is just a mindfulness practice. When you hear people talk about being mindful, it's understanding your brain and how it affects your body. And the more understanding you create between your thoughts and your feelings and then the results that you're getting in life, the more you do this work, the easier it will be to get the things that you want out of life the easier it will be to move through your day without letting the day bowl you over. It's kind of like the person, if you've ever met them, that's always upset, always negative, the pessimistic person. Bad things always happen to me. My life is terrible. I'm always struggling. Those people that have those thoughts are always struggling. They are always in a bad place. They are always unhappy. And that's because they don't understand that the reason they're unhappy is because of the way they're thinking. The bad things always happen to me. Because if you think that bad things are always going to happen to you, then they always will, right? It's, it's that outlook. But if you think, I'm a human and humans have good things and bad things happen every day, pretty much, and you expect that you're going to have good and bad, and you expect that you're going to have to handle negative emotion and handle negative events in your life, and then you understand how your body reacts to the stresses and the negative things that happen in your life, that is how you get control of it. And that's what self-coaching and life coaching and therapy and all these things are about, is learning more about your brain in order to create what you want for yourself. So having a willingness to work on yourself and do the work that it requires to become better is what we have to do and what we need to do to feel better and to do better. So be willing to feel the emotions. Be willing to do the work on yourself. Be willing to reach out for help if you're struggling with the work. And take some time to work on your mindset your beliefs, your emotions, your thoughts in order to create the things in your life that you want to create and the goals that you have. Self-development and self-improvement work pays off. You just have to be willing to do that work. Now, I have a quote from Tony Robbins because you know I like quotes. And the quote is, 80% of success is due to psychology mindset, beliefs, and emotions. And only 20% is due to strategy. 
the specific steps needed to accomplish a result. So 80% mindset and 20% strategy, right? It's so true if you think about it. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I really appreciate it. If you want to do the work, if you're willing to do the work, reach out and get yourself somebody that can help you do the work. Go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. I would love to work with you and coach you. If coaching sounds too scary, talk to a friend, read some books, get a therapist, get in a group coaching session. Anything that you can do to start working on yourself personally will help you professionally and in your relationships and in all the things you want to get out of this life. Being successful is all about creating these skills to your core and understanding yourself to your core. And it's the lifelong work and it's so worth it. So my homework for you this week is to just take a day when you're feeling emotion and sit down and describe it in your body. Write down the things that it feels like and then give it a name. Whether it's stress, whether it's overwhelm, sit there, feel it, describe that feeling. How does it feel in your body and give it a name and just create awareness. That is a great first step. And as you're doing that, have a beautiful, self-aware week. Bye.